Hello, this is Real Life Moms by Laura Hurd, and I am Laura Hurd, and today is Tuesday, October the 9th, and thank you so much for joining us today, and we have a very special guest with us, and that would be my husband, and so <laughs> um, if you follow me on social media, um, you know that I had posted and posed a, a question for you all to submit some questions. Unfortunately, we didn't get anything. So my husband and I, we decided to talk about um, something that we felt like that was on our hearts. So we're, we're going to be talking about autism today. And first, before we get into it, I do just want to say something really fast that actually just happened um, recently. Um I had taken my my five year old, and he has autism. We there is a ministry at our church, and it's evangelism ministry, and we go door to door, and um, it's open to anybody. So we decided to to go out, and we went out to that. And my son actually went along, and he went up to doors, and he was ringing doorbells and handing people tracks and. And so that was really cool, and that was a huge blessing. And I just want to give glory to God for that, and that just blessed this mom's heart. (laughs) So getting back um, to our podcast today about autism, I wanted to bring my husband on to really talk about, and I've got some questions that I'm going to be asking him just about our autism journey and his and how he perceived things as we went along and from the time we got the diagnosis until now. So um, without further ado, uh, uh, Joe, are you there? Yes. Okay. So everybody, this is my husband, Joe, and, yes. <laughs> and he's going to be hopefully – answering some questions for me today (laughs) so um is there anything you want to 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 say before we get started um i can't think of anything no right not right off the bat (laughs) okay well the first question that i've got down here um i wanted to kind of just really begin at the beginning and and go along so I wanted to ask you, and that way, if there's anyone listening, especially, that maybe, maybe they just received an autism diagnosis for their child, or maybe they are struggling in an area that these questions, I'm hoping, will help shed some light on, on their situation, and hopefully, maybe open a door for a just to let God and just remind them that God loves them and God's with them through this journey and he hasn't left them. So that's really why I wanted to do this. just to be an encouragement for those, those people. So if you're listening today, this is for you. (laughs) Um, If, if that happens to be where you're at on your journey, if not, then just um, take this information and, you know, stuff it in your back pocket and, and maybe the Lord will use it one day. Um, so when our son, when he first received his diagnosis, what were your initial thoughts with that? Like when the doctor said, 
he has autism. What what did you think, like right off the bat? Well, I I got a little concerned, you know, because I know we've talked about this before, but you know, when Miles was probably around eight months old, you know, remember, you know, you tell you talking about how. You know, you had some, a lot of concerns because he wasn't reaching his milestones and he wasn't talking at all um, or anything. And, you know, at, at that time, I thought, you know, it kind of threw me back because I was like, I was thinking, you know, you know, this, this is probably her motherly instincts kicking in and it kind of scared me at first. And I thought, you know, well, you know, I, I kept saying, well, there's a lot of kids that don't talk till they're four and five years old, you know, and, um, you know, you hear, you hear those stories all the time. So I, I tried to just put it out of my head that anything could be wrong because nobody wants to hear, you know, that there's something wrong with their child. And um, so basically I just went into complete denial mode, you know, and so you know, the concerns kept growing and, you know, and, 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 you know, you took, you took him to the doctor and they said that, you know, when he was about eight, well, he's probably more like 20 months, 21 months, you know, that, uh, he had autism, but they couldn't officially diagnose him until he was two years old. So they, you know, they told, um, you know, they told us, you know, bring him back. Uh, when he's two and we'll do further testing and officially diagnose him. So when you came home with that news, um, that's when I, I went into complete denial mode and I thought, you know, there's no way, you know, because I didn't have any extensive knowledge of autism. I mean, all I knew was what I saw in the movie Rain Man, which to me, you know, thinking about my child being that way was horrifying to me, and I didn't want to accept it. Yeah, and it is. It's it's something that you know you you never know, and and when it does happen, it's just it, it's kind of like you do kind of. For me, I felt like I had to immediately play catch up, which, like you said, I had brought up the idea that something was wrong before, but. I want, I do want to add that, you know, I have an older son and from a previous marriage. So I kind of already had that experience. And so I was really comparing our younger son to that experience and saying, okay, this, this isn't, this isn't what happened before. And I feel like something's awry. And and for us talking about that and me saying, well, you know, all kids are different. Yeah. Thinking, you know, read into this too much or anything. So that was the discussion between me and you at that time. And, mm-hmm. and then, of course, I was already watching videos on autism. And it's like I had pretty much already accepted. I'm like, okay. and But I just had to get that, that doctors saying, okay, this is what it is. And then, and then I could be like, okay, well, let's, let's get started with this. And let's get, you know, the help we need and the services we need. And so that's kind of where I was at with it in contrast to where you were at with it. So, and I really, I think that's important to talk about because I'll, I'll, you know, I'm not 
100% (laughs) sure, but I can probably say, you know, fairly confidently that, that all parents to some degree experience some of what we have went through with this as far as one of them being in some sort of denial or, or what have you, or just having a hard time coping with it in general. Because like I said, it is, it's something that you don't prepare for. And then when it happens, if you've never had a child with autism before, you, you know, you really are going into it blindfolded and you're just feeling your way through. And because of the autism spectrum, you, you know, there's no streamlined book that you can read and say, okay, this is how I can help my child. Yes, there are some services that are automatically administered and, and given, and that, you know, that's like the speech therapy, occupational therapy, and then you, as your child grows, you can figure them out more and more, but anyway, so that's where we were, and then, so, of course, (laughs) Um, those early days for both of us were hard because Miles, he, he couldn't communicate. He couldn't point, he couldn't shake his head yes or no. And, and instead of doing that as a way of communication, he would scream. And then he, when he was mad or frustrated or because he couldn't communicate, he would go through and slam cabinet doors and doors. So that's, that's where my angst came in more from the behavior that I was that I was experiencing from him that I didn't understand, and so where where were you at at that point? Like once once we got the diagnosis and we kind of got into our journey, and like were you still like in denial when you were seeing these behaviors, or where were you at at that point? Well, at first, yeah, I was still in denial, and I thought, you know, with the behavior issues, I thought, well, just like all other kids, he needs to be disciplined, you know, and um, and I was, you know, I was dead wrong. That wasn't the problem, and, um, you know, it, I mean, I stayed in denial for a while, but, you know, when it finally did set in, which wasn't that long after he was diagnosed, you know, because I, you know, when I watch him flap his arms, you know, when he would watch a train on television or, um, you know, I started reading and seeing, you know, learning about um, autism behavior. And I saw Miles matching all these behaviors and, and it was, I became very angry. Um, I was angry for a very long time. Um, You know, thinking, you know, how could God create my son to suffer mentally every day? And I thought, where's the love in that? And um, it was very difficult, you know, especially being a child of God when you're, when you, you know, I came to a point to where I said I'd never or never dreamed I would, you know, since I've been saved. And um, my mental state just became so clouded and just distorted of who God was and, and uh, how he works and 
all that, which I know we're never gonna we're never gonna understand God. But you know, I you know it was like we talk about this all the time how the little things are so huge. Yeah, I remember it, it took literally months for us just to teach him how to point. And, but what he did, it was huge, you know, and you don't, the struggles weren't just with, you know, watching him, what I felt like, how I felt that he was suffering, but it was, especially when we would go to church and, and see the other kids his age acting what we call normal and um then i had then i had an even harder time dealing with that you know on top of everything else and you know and don't get me wrong this is coming from somebody who has never had to cope with anything really really difficult i mean i never have in my life and you know i've never suffered any loss you know, um, as far as losing a loved one or dealing with anything that was just, you know, what people, the average person would look at as being very difficult. So that, you know, it was just not being prepared and not. Rocks your world. And, um, you know, but, um, God has helped me through it and has God has gotten glory out of so many things that miles is doing even now. And, you know, you, um, having this podcast, I mean, God's getting glory out of miles through you doing this. This is encouraging other parents, hopefully that are going through these things. And, um, you know, and, and, and I know that God is working through him and he's working through our family to minister to other people because of Miles. So, and, you know, and it goes so much deeper than that. I mean, you know, what I'm seeing now is like, I see Miles, I don't, I don't see him in a way that's, you know, it used to be that I, I had, you know, like I said, I had anger, I had a lot of anger and bitterness over it. But, you know, there's so many things you can look at that are such a blessing to have a child with autism. <clears throat> you know, um, and, you know, I mean, it's like, yes, they do, you know, they do have their challenges, just like every other human. But at the same time, you know, there's a lot of things that that are never going to be a concern to us with Miles having autism that parents with neurotypical kids have challenges every day. You know, we're not going to face those same challenges with Miles. And at the same time, we do have a neurotypical child as well with Carter. So... You know, we do have them both, but, you know, with the autism, it's just, it's completely different. It's not bad, okay? It's not bad at all. I mean, that is the way that God created him in your womb. God wired him 
wired his mind the way he did, and it's very awesome. And, um, you know, it's, it's, you just have to think outside the box, and you have to think of it as a God thing more than what our human eyes are used to seeing. And, you know, I'll never forget his uh, therapist, you know, saying when, when she came over and evaluated him, she, she said something that just I'll never forget. And she said, you know, he, he is tapping into parts of his brain that, you, that we can never tap into. And I thought, and, you know, it just hit me recently that I thought about how amazing God is that all of our brains have this capability, but he only gave kids with autism the ability to tap into that. So our brains are all made that way, but they are the only ones that he creates that can tap into those things. So that tells me that kids with autism or special needs are created naturally by God. There's nothing wrong. It's actually miraculous. So that is pretty amazing. And, you know, when you get to know your child, you know, the more you get to know your child with autism or whatever it is that they face that you might see as a, a mental challenge that's mentally challenging for them is actually a miracle from God. And <clears throat> so, cause you know, you, you hear stories and you've even seen with your yourself, how kids with autism, they can do amazing things with their mind that we could never, you, you hear about them. They call them prodigies. Sometimes, you know, they'll, they can pick up an instrument and play it like a professional when they're, five years old, seven years old, eight years old, whatever. And never, you know, they just pick it up and know it. I mean, that is miraculous. Um, you know, I played drums for 20 years and, and, you know, I know how painstaking that was just getting to a point to playing the way I did after 20 years. But Miles, you know, somebody with, with, with an autistic mind, I mean, they could... He could be far better than me in a year, you know, because of the because of him having the ability to tap into those parts of his brain that I, I can't. So they're very, um, very special. And, you know, and once you get to know them and the more you get to know them and nobody's ever going to know your child as well as you know them, um, especially kids with autism, because none of them are the same. They're all completely different, and which is even more awesome when you think about God, the way he creates us as humans. Um, take pride in, your, in, the, in the child God created for you uh, because they are, they're one of a kind. And there's nobody else like them, especially in the autism world. I mean, there is nobody else like them. My child with autism is not going to be anything like your child with autism uh, because the spectrum is so broad. So, you know, like I said, when you when you start, if you get tempted, and I, and I'm I'm being honest. I mean, I have approached this horribly, and I have failed miserably in my mindset and my heart set through this journey. Um, 
up until you know not not that long ago and um confessing that to you and hopefully you will take heed to this what i'm saying now and realize you know hey i'm not going to go that route i'm not going to be angry and bitter over this because god is to be praised for how he made this child and how he made this human being it's very special and um and it's something to be very proud of and yes it may not look normal to people outside you know on the outside but you'll you will find yourself when you become when that becomes your normal you will find yourself not even thinking for a split second what anybody around you could be thinking if if you know um he runs you know your child runs into a problem in public or whatever you know because you're you're tuned into your child and you're thinking okay this is disturbing them or it's there's something about this that is um you know causing them to be upset or or whatever have a meltdown or whatever so you know and laura has done an amazing job just being able to comfort our son when things like this happen and and we're coping with it way far better than we used to if we come across these problems and it's kind of like we're on guard with it when we do go places um because you just you really don't know it's 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 more trial and error than you can imagine but it's um it's also very rewarding and it's you know god always gets the glory out of it because you know like i said before i mean the little things become so huge i mean uh, we countless things that miles has done in the last five years you know that, that we have talked about and shared and thank god for um there's just countless things that he's done and 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 a lot of people would think, well, that's not a big deal. Well, it, it's a huge deal. You know, something that just happened, I think it was yesterday or the day before. Um, I was in there in the dining room, and he just walked up to me from out of nowhere. And he said, I love you. And it was so plain. And it was, he had never done that before. I mean... I always, I've always, I've always been the first one to say, I love you, Miles. And he would say, you know, love you too, daddy. He would say kind of slurry, but you can tell it's what he was saying. But he has never, never just, you know, taken the, like, been the one to take initiative and come up and just say that. And he did it for the first time just yesterday or the day before. And so when that happened, I mean, that's a huge deal. And, you know, parents, you know, don't take for granted when your kids tell you that because, I mean, you know, him coming up and saying that to me, I mean, it, it is, uh, it was very overwhelming. I mean, it just, I, I couldn't, I didn't, I almost just, you know, didn't know what to say. And, um, but of course, you know, I, I, I said, what, <laughs> you know? Because I was so I was blown away that uh, that it happened, and he repeated it, and he said it so plainly, and it absolutely just you know ripped my heart out, and, and 
but it was, it was, that was a huge deal. And, um, you know, and, and parents out there that have kids with autism, I'm sure that, you know, there's someone out there that will listen to this that can relate to that. But, um, it, uh, you know, we're, we're always finding things like that happening more and more, you know, as he gets older and, um, and don't get discouraged if your child, if your child with autism, you know, goes through what we call a regression. Miles still does that. You know, there will be a couple weeks or a few weeks at a time sometimes where we will see him regress and go back to things that he used to do that we thought he grew out of. But, you know, it seems like the last time it happened, it seems like those periods are becoming shorter and shorter. And that's like after he regresses some, he will advance. And, you know, it's just, it's amazing how much you learn about autism just from what your child does outside of what you read. And, but I think that's with autism, that's more about learning your child more than it is just learning autism. It's about learning, you know, where your child's at on the spectrum and, and your particular child, the way God made them. Uh, it's learning about them, who they are and, and just, you know, how he made them. So, um, but it's, it's a lot, you know, and, um, you know, it's sorry. I'm that point was incredibly long, but <laughs> no, you did a really good job of just explaining in depth um, just the process of going through basically accepting it, accepting that, you know, that is who your child is. That is how God made them. And then coming to the point to where you can really rejoice in, in it, in, in the diagnosis and in your daily circumstances. And there were several times when you were talking and I, I, you know, I was thinking about points I wanted to make and go back to, but at this point it would take up an hour of, or 30 more minutes of the time we've almost been in it 25 minutes. I don't want to go too long and we may end up having to come back for um, a second segment, but um, I do, you know, I do want to say that when you were talking about when we would go to church and we would see um, other kids, you know, like you said, what we would call normal kids and, and the way that you perceive that, um, because it is, it's hard. And those were, those were the first year or two. And right. And we would have a hard time coping when we would realize, oh, wow, you know, these kids are doing this or this A, B, and C, and Miles isn't even doing this. And, you know, it's just, it's learning how to cope. And then I think, and this is just for me, I'm speaking for myself here, but learning how to cope and then adjusting your perspective. Because I remember in in those first in the first year or two, I had a really hard time because that's like I was reading, I was trying to read everything that I possibly could about autism. I would read books, I would read blogs. And when you're reading blogs, especially things on social media, you're getting the perspective of someone else. 
And I was even reading things that weren't coming from a Christian standpoint, Christian perspective. And I was taking all that in. And I would find myself struggling with a mindset of negativity or just looking at it from a different perspective and not the way that God was drawing me to him to see the joy and being able to rejoice. And I, you know, which I know at that time too, we were still struggling with tremendous behavior issues and anxiety, extreme anxiety, and we weren't going anywhere at all. And, you know, that plays into a lot of of these stories, I think, with with families with children with autism. And and you have to to remember that. Like if you're listening and, and you don't have a child with autism or maybe you're a teacher or you just want to you're listening just to find out more. Maybe, you know, a family with a child with autism and you're looking to reach out to that family. You know, you have to remember the, the extreme amount of stress that these families are under, especially in the initial stages of the diagnosis. They, they are literally, they're blindfolded and they're trying to take care for a child that can't, that they don't, they don't know what to do or how to do it. Or, and that's like Joe was saying, you, it's, you can read about autism, but you really, you just, it's a trial and error and you, you're going to do the best benefit is you studying your own child because it, uh, the spectrum, there it is. And that's, that's, that's so appropriate. And I'm so thankful that they have that terminology for autism because it is, it's so, it's such a spectrum. And, and, so, you know, that's something that you can praise God for. And and going back to the whole idea of just changing your perspective. And everybody is in a different journey, on a different journey with autism. Every Everyone's child is different that has autism. And um, from you've got high-functioning autism, um, you know, to those that that aren't as high functioning and anywhere in between. So, and that's what I always try to remember because, you know, I don't, I don't know exactly where our son is on the spectrum per se, but I do know, you know, there, there are more high functioning children than him. I know that there are less, you know, high functioning children than him. It's just, you know, and I try to be sensitive to that, to anyone that is listening but one thing that I, I just try, you know, I'll pray for those listening to this podcast. If they do have a child on the spectrum, no matter where they're at, that, that they would remember that God is with them and God loves them. And, and I think, I think Joe has given a great example of how, to, how to look at that and to be reminded that God, God made made that child and it is a miracle and it's you know it it can be a a beautiful thing and I know for myself as a caregiver you know the days are very long and those regression periods Joe was talking about those are very very hard and I think as he was talking about now that they seem maybe less and less I really think it's because we've just learned how to cope with them and 
and this past time when I mean I was almost immediately and I knew like from the point he started regressing and used to I had to feel my way through it and and I would be almost at the end of a regression period I'm like oh he's in a regression period and then it would be almost over so it's something that the more that you study your child and you're with your child, you're going to understand them more and more. And it, and I think that has what, that really has been, has, what has made it, this, I've been able to cope with it better because I'm studying my child. It's, I've got an open book in front of me. And so I've really had to kind of, take everything else with a grain of salt. Yes, I glean from those who have been there as far as older adults with autism, um, such as Dr. Temple Grandin. That is a great resource if you're looking for somewhere to look. It Maybe you are getting initial diagnosis. That Dr. Temple Grandin has several books out, and you can find YouTube videos from Dr. Temple Grandin. She's on social media. They post different links of interviews that she has done and different things such as that. That is a great resource to start at. And she talks about lovingly stretching those kids. So, but um, getting back to, to our interview with Joe, I think you pretty much hit everything the nail on the head with everything that the questions and the route that I was going. So, to wrap it up. Something else I want to add to with the whole coping process is, you know, coping takes time, guys. It's not, um, it didn't happen overnight for me. Um, it, it, you know, it's, it, it's taking, it's taken a lot longer than I, I would have wanted or hoped. Um, but, you know, just be patient with each other. I mean, one of you, and I, and I have to say this, you know, that I have to give credit to my wife because, you know, she, she was the stronger one in the early days, you know, of this than me. And, you know, and I, and I'm ashamed to say that, but it's, it really is the truth. And, you know, and really without her, I mean, you know, I mean, she she's been she's a she's an amazing wife and mother, and and I'm very blessed to have her. And um, but coping, it's it's different for everybody. It takes different, it, but time is what time is what's gonna is what's gonna do it. It's it's you know not gonna happen overnight. There are people that get hit with news like this and just be like, bam, all right, you know grab the bull by the horns and run with it. And that's really what Laura did, you know, just speaking from, you know, somebody outside of, out on the out, kind of, you know, other than her looking in, you know, um, but I was the complete opposite. I, I just, it's almost like I went into shutdown mode and, you know, it just, um, it hit me really hard and it, and I, like I said, I, I did not handle it the right way. And, you know, it's, it's a mistake I don't want you guys to make if anything I've said can help you. Okay. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's not, it's not easy to take. It's not easy news to take. It's not an easy adjustment. I'm not going to sit here and pretend that it was all 
fun and games or it was it wasn't a big deal it was a huge deal <clears throat> but you just have to keep going you have to i mean well, you know what are you gonna what else are you gonna do and you know i got to the point where i thought okay i can either deal with this and cope with this you know learn how to cope with it or what's my alternative i don't have one so I have to do this, you know, and, I, you know, I didn't have a choice. And so, you know, and that's what I'm, that's what I've done and continue to do. And, you know, but like I said, I mean, it's, um, I give her the majority of the credit because, I mean, she, I mean, I work, I work a crazy job. I've got crazy hours. I work a lot of hours at work. And, you know, Laura is the one who, um, she is with him pretty much day in and day out. And so, you know, and, 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 you know, I cannot thank God enough for her. I mean, it, you know, it just blows my mind, you know, when I, I know what she's been through, I know what she goes through. And on a daily basis, and it, you know, um, and, and both of us, you know, thank God every day that He gives us He gives us the strength to keep going. And um, but, you know, I, that being said, I mean, I wouldn't want Miles any other way, and I, I wouldn't. I mean, if, if God spoke to me audibly and said. Joe, I can fix this. If you whatever you think is wrong, I can make him what you think is normal. I would say no. I'm thankful for how you made him. I really would. And it's just it's love on a different level. Just like autism is a different level. It's not a higher level. It's not a lower level. It's just a different level. <clears throat> and um. You know, it's it's a blessing to experience. It really is. Just as it's a blessing to experience life with a neurotypical child. You know, just like with Carter. Um, I mean, it's, it's a ministry and it's a blessing. And, you know, if God has made you a child with autism, you know, count it as a blessing and thank him for it because even though it might change your life and it might make you um, it might make you have to give up some things that you like and give up a little bit of selfishness you know that's only going to make you closer to the Lord so um, you know just keep growing keep growing in God and you know <clears throat> That's that's bad. That was all I needed to add to that point. Sorry, it went really long again. No, you're <laughs> fine. Um, and the last thing, and and we'll wrap it up. I just basically, when you were talking, the the idea came to my mind of the the phrase "different, not less," and it is. Yeah. It's it's a different journey, but it's not any less or not. You know, like you said, it's not more or less. It's just, but it's, it's different. different. And but it is, and you can find the blessing, and and all of that. So, 
Well, thank you for speaking <laughs> to us. <laughs> well, thank you for interviewing me. <laughs> well, I'm glad we were able to do this. and, and a lot of fun. Yeah, hopefully. I, I really hope and pray that this reaches, you know, someone uh, and encourages them. Yeah. That's the, that is the main goal of this and, and nothing more, you know, it's just, we're hoping that, that the Lord uses this as a, as a, you know, as a tool to help somebody. Yeah. You know, that's, that's, that's our prayer with this. So. Okay. Well, thank, yeah, thank yeah. you. And, <laughs> and I, I'll talk to you later. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dear. All right. Love you. Bye. Love you. <laughs> Once again, thank you so much for listening to Real Life Moms by Laura Hurd. And as always, we would love if you would go ahead and subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss an episode. And it would be greatly appreciated if whatever platform you're listening on, you could go ahead and rate our podcast. That way we would be able to reach more listeners. And thank you to our supporters. And if you would like to support this podcast and this ministry, you can do so at anchor.fm. If you go to Real Life Moms podcast, then you will find a button toward the top of the page where you can support the podcast. So thanks again, and you all have a great week.